Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. An Amber Alert was issued in Greene County, Iowa for seven-year-old Bryson Young. Bryson is three foot eight, sixty pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. He's last seen wearing a black coat with black snow pants, hat, and glasses. Bryson was taken by 34-year-old Brandon Hyung, an Asian male, 5 foot 10, 135 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. Be on the lookout for a black Toyota Tacoma with Iowa plates DFV202. Audubon County Board of Supervisor Rick Thompson announced at today's meeting that this is his last term and he will not seek re-election. Supervisor's Chair Heath Hansen says Rick serves the county's southern half and is looking for someone from that area to balance out the board because the other two supervisors represent the county's northern portion. You know, he's, he's a good guiding hand right now. He's really helped me get into this role and make sure that I knew who was doing what and what needed to be addressed. He, I swear that guy knows about every, the name of everybody in the county. He does a wonderful job of, of taking into account what people's needs are, and he really genuinely cares about people. Hansen said Rick Thompson has done a lot of good for the county. Whoever steps into his shoes, they, they're going to need to recognize that they're, they're taking the position of somebody who genuinely, who genuinely cared about the people that, that he was serving. So, and took his job very seriously. The filing deadline is March 22nd, and prospective candidates can contact the Audubon County Auditor's Office for more information. Montgomery County Board of Supervisors Chair Mike Olson stated during today's board meeting that there was a lot of discussion over House File 718, Iowa's major property tax cut law. The new law requires local governments to use surplus revenue to lower their levies, affecting local government business operations. I did hear some conversation that there are a lot of supervisors and counties and city administrators that are quite upset with with the seven uh, house file 718 and that there could be uh there it's back under discussion what they're talking about who knows olson noted a statewide supervisors day at the state capitol on february 8th and that's next week so hopefully we can find out a little more and, and bring back some more information uh, for the board and for the county uh, if there are any updates. Last spring, the Iowa legislature passed a $100 million property tax cut into law. The bill divides cities and counties into three tiers based on their revenue growth, establishes a new formula that requires local governments to use a portion of the excess growth to reduce property taxes, cuts property taxes for veterans and seniors. Local governments must provide more detailed information to taxpayers about how their property tax dollars are used consolidate some supplemental levies into the general levy while leaving other levies out of the revenue growth cap. It is estimated to provide property taxpayers with $100 million in relief. The Pottawatomie County Libraries gave their annual updates and funding requests to the Board of Supervisors this morning. Sabrina Lewis, Director of the Avoca Public Library, and Carrie Rose, Director of Eccles Memorial Library in Oakland, told the Board that unfortunately, due to state law, House File 718, they are losing their library levies. Not all cities had a levy for their library, but there are 97 libraries across the state that lost them. Sabrina Lewis. But our city... Um, I think it's fifty-six thousand dollars that they'll lose as part of revenue uh, in the next fiscal year because of that cut. Will the city still uh, support you in some other manner? Yes, I mean we most you just of won't have your own levy. Yeah, you know, no, the levy. Yeah. But our, you know, our citizens voted on that. Um, 
helped support my library in Avoca, and now it's Lewis said the good news is they have a lot of fun things happening at the Avoca Public Library. And we have a new program director, program coordinator in our library as well. So we have daycare outreaches going on and um, lots of fun things planned for summer. We start some new trivia nights, which have been very popular in our book clubs, story times. We have a movie we do once a month for seniors, which is my very favorite program we do. We have donuts and coffee and watch a movie. We get an average of 25 people a month to come and do that with us. So. We have a Friday club where they come and craft and play games and just socialize. That's also for seniors. Um, and then we partner with the schools with STEM nights, literacy nights. We've helped with the local Iowa agriculture project recently. And we all started offering notary services at our library. So that's been really nice for local people. And we're getting a new website. Uh, coming soon. Lewis said they have been getting about an average of 1,000 people a month coming to the Avoca Library. Carrie Rose said Eccles Memorial Library had a record year. Had over almost 16,000 books checked out, which is amazing for our little library. I anticipate our numbers are going to go up next year. We have been partnering with Riverside a whole bunch, and I go to their, their classrooms, and they come to me at least once a year. I go to kindergarten and first grade once a month to do a little activity with them. Fifth grade now will get their own um, library pass, so they'll have the full digital access and um, be able to come to the library with their own little library card in fifth grade. I'm pretty excited about that, this new program. We also have been checking out a lot of more books to the Riverside School System. Third grade this year doing an animal research project, so I took all my animal books and let them use them so that they can do their research project with them, and they're going to present it to me too. Rose said a project she is excited for next year is partnering with fifth grade to do Christmas around the world. She said the kids will figure out how Christmas is different in each country, and she hopes to bring in local people to bake for the kids so they can taste different foods and experience different cultures around the world. Rose also noted in the next couple of weeks, they'll be getting some new shelving and carpet. I received an ALA grant for that project. It's going to help us be more ADA compliant. We still have a ways to go, but that's the biggest hurdle was carpet and shelving because there's no carpet underneath the current shelving. That's why we had to get the new carpet. Following the library updates, the supervisors approved the county library funding request in the amount of $374,111 divided between the five libraries. Brenda Dudley with Midwest Partnership provided her annual update and funding request to the Guthrie County Board of Supervisors this morning. Dudley noted that in Guthrie and Adair counties, they had 20 new businesses start this last year. That just amazes me. I can't take credit for any of them, but um, a couple of them I have helped like with financing, revolving loan funds. I've led them to um, Region 12. It's a great organization. They have helped a couple of them with revolving loan funds, which is cheaper interest rate and stuff. So work with those. Try to help grants where I can spread the word on those. I'm not a grant writer, so I try to push them off to, like, the COGS to, to help with that information. Well, and then those which you mm-hmm. directed towards um, Region 12, mm-hmm. you know, they, they got their loans. Yes. Dudley also mentioned that she works on business retention. She said she meets with some of the larger employers in Adair and Guthrie counties and do business retention and expansion interviews. Um, so we go in and we, we talk to the businesses. We talk about their um, intent to expand, how their in, uh, workforce is, how the community works for them. Just a whole array of questions that we ask them. And then um, I try to help where I can. And if 
if there's places that I need to go out to other resources, I do that too. So those have been interesting. She said she also works with smaller businesses to see what she can do to help them. And she works a lot with workforce, housing, childcare, and tourism. Dudley said they are going to bring the Entrebash back this year. It's like a night of networking for small businesses, entrepreneurs to, to learn from other community people, kind of um, like a partnership with them, um, probably have attorneys there, accountants, just information that small businesses would need to help them. Dudley requested continued funding for 2024 in the amount of $35,127, which is the same amount they have gotten the past couple of years. No action was taken on the request. Cass Health has announced that a new partnership with the Urology Center of Iowa will bring Dr. McCabe Kenny and physician assistant Mark Goders to Atlantic. Dr. Kenny grew up in Osage, Iowa, and received his medical degree from St. Louis University School of Medicine. He completed his residency training at the University of Colorado School of Medicine, and he is board certified in urology. Mark Goders graduated from Des Moines University with a Master of Physician Assistant Studies in 2000. Since then, he has practiced in Iowa and began working with Urology Center of Iowa in February 2023. Dr. Kenny and Goders treat patients with a wide variety of urological needs, including urinary incontinence, kidney stones, enlarged prostate, elevated PSA, vasectomies, and more. Goders will only treat patients over the age of 18, while Dr. Kenny is able to provide both pediatric and adult care. Both Dr. Kenny and Goders will be in Atlantic twice each month on Wednesdays. The Cass County Democrats and the Cass County Republicans are co-hosting a legislative coffee on Saturday, February 3rd at the Grizzled Public Library. District 9 Senator Tom Shipley and District 18 Representative Tom Moore will be appearing at the event to educate people on the latest legislation in the Iowa House and Senate. It is also a time for citizens to bring their questions and comments to lawmakers. This is the first time the two county political parties are co-hosting the coffee. Organizers say it is essential for citizens to be informed and discuss the laws and amendments passing through the legislature. Saturday morning is an opportunity for the community to learn about pending legislation, ask questions, and offer comments. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.